You are listening to Leadership on the Ground, Season 5, The Realities of Leadership. Throughout Seasons 1 through 4, you have learned about the fundamental skills required for leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Now, we are ready to explore a series of contemporary issues and discuss the pragmatic realities that leaders are challenged with today. Leadership is a skilled profession. If you want to succeed in today's world as a 21st century change-ready leader, you will need to have conscious discipline and be ready to put into practice many of the elements that are talked about here. This series is made possible by the international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor, your guide for achieving breakthrough performance and productivity. And now, here are your hosts, Erica Pietler and Todd Schnick. Good morning and welcome back to our special edition series, Leadership on the Ground, Season 5, The Realities of Leadership. And as always, I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Erica Pietler. Erica, good morning, my friend. Good to be in studio with you again. Hey, Todd. Good morning. Happy to be in studio today. All right. So I'm looking forward to this episode. Your fingerprints are on everything. It's going to be an important show. Before we go there, however, remind our audience about what we have in store for us with the realities of leadership. Yeah, in seasons one through four, you're you're exactly right. We put together the fundamentals that really need to be in everyone's toolbox who wants to genuinely have the discipline to create a leadership practice and advance themselves, advance their teams, advance their organizations. In season five, we're going to put this capstone on the Leadership on the Ground series by addressing the six pragmatic realities that leaders have to be able to embrace and deal with as they evolve and grow and you know, continue to choose and serving in uh, a leadership capacity. There are probably some fantasies that a lot of people have with respect to leadership, and it's probably different than what it takes to lead today. Leadership can be really at the same time frustratingly hard and surprisingly easy. It can be intensely emotional and irrationally rational all at the same time. So if you're a Ferris wheel ride participant, this is probably not going to be your game because you got to fasten your seatbelt and get ready for the roller coaster. All right. Well, thank you for that. So, all right. So fingerprints are on everything. What in the heck do you mean by that? (laughs) So whatever is showing up in the space, whether it's with your team or your organization, if you're an organizational leader, you've created it. You've either created it directly or you've created it indirectly. It's based on your actions, your words, your inaction. You know, everything a leader says and does is a message, including saying and doing nothing. What if you don't like leaving fingerprints? I mean, you said indirectly. I mean, some, but sometimes the actions that you take will leave fingerprints that you don't even realize exactly. is happening. I mean, uh, that's, that's an icky feeling for some people. Yeah, so the first step here, the reality is, is that you're touching and affecting more than you probably consciously think, right? So we don't want you to be a Mr. Magoo or Ms. Magoo. We want you to realize that your fingerprints are very much going to be on things that you touch and things that you do. You know, one of my favorite uh, ways to describe fingerprints is like fingerprints, footprints, and fishbowls. Leaders are completely visible in the space. Everybody is watching you and you leave that trail of fingerprints based on what you say and what you do. Now, you can have blind spots, you know, to your point. You can, you know, be doing things that you don't realize and people may not tell you what it is that you're doing. So, you know, if you don't like what you're seeing, you got to look in the mirror and really say, what did I do to cause this? And what am I either creating or tolerating 
that's making this illusion or this environment what it is right now. Isn't this an opportunity to see what kind of impact you are having as a leader? I mean, if, if you stand back and review the organization and your team and and your deliverables and, and the, all the purpose of why you're there in the first place and you see where all your fingerprints are, you can get a pretty good test of, of the impact you are having and make adjustments. Oh, you totally can. And, you know, here's the thing. Your fingerprints show up in the way that we do things around here, right? So this culture of, you know, our decision-making, how we handle deadlines, how we conduct a meeting, how we conduct a performance review. You know, if we're an organizational leader, all of those practices end up being our fingerprints of things that we either positively created or things that we may have inadvertently tolerated. And, you know, the biggest culprit on these fingerprints that, you know, we may or may not like is the behaviors that are around us. You know, if we have a culture of, you know, uh, artificial harmony and we're not having productive conflict, our fingerprints are on that because our organization won't go to places that we don't go as a leader. So our fingerprints on artificial harmony may be there because we're not taking the lead and having productive conflict or we're not hitting our deadline. So what's the message that we're sending out to the rest of the organization? They're not going to hit their deadline. So our behavior and our tolerance of others' behavior is really the fingerprints that we have to acknowledge and live with. I think there's a lot of leaders out there that are doing too much tolerating because they think, well, I'm not trying to rock the boat here, when in fact, that's ultimately a negative for the organization, right? How do you figure out if you are tolerating, what do you do about it? Yeah, well, first is you start to acknowledge that there are new expectations here, right? You know, if if I'm tolerating a behavior, I need to be called out on that. I mean, that's where a lot of my work is as a coach or a team facilitator. You know, I'll go into an organization and you know, you just see that they're in a state of tolerating behaviors that they've even lost sensitivity to, you know, and that's probably on a reality basis, one of the biggest danger points that Mm. a leader can have, right? You almost become lulled into this tolerance and acceptance of things to the point where you just say, oh, that's just so-and-so being so-and-so or, you know, oh, that's just this and that happening. And you start to make excuses for it. When someone calls it out and you realize, wow, is that really what I want in this environment? I can't create change and also tolerate the behaviors that are holding back the change, right? And a lot of leaders try to do that. They say they want to change. They want to move into the next generation. They want to move into a more analytical or more data-driven kind of philosophy. And yet they'll still accept the impulsive gut decisions that some of their leaders will make. So it's a confusing thing for leaders to deal with. The reality is You have to set expectations and you have to start creating new behaviors if you really want to change things. So it's an opportunity when you you find yourself or part of your leadership team saying things like, oh, that's just how that guy is or that's just the scenario that we have to deal with. That should be a, that should raise a flag to say, hmm, wait a minute, there's an opportunity here to address this and take action on it, right? Exactly. And, you know, the reality is, is that if a leader doesn't take the ownership and the accountability to do that, if they don't make the call and say, hey, this isn't acceptable, I have to own this if this is something that I was tolerating and I have to change it. If they're not willing to be vulnerable and say, hey, this is no longer the direction that I'm willing to tolerate, we need to change this. That's the opening, and that's really the entry point for things to really move in a different direction. The reality is, is that if the leader doesn't do that, the organization stays stuck. Well, and if you're leading 
yourself or a team or organization right now, this is happening every day. I mean, this is this is the hard stuff you don't necessarily find in most leadership books is how to deal with this stuff. I mean, this is the icky stuff. I mean, you have to be comfortable in your own skin to do this kind of stuff, right? Yeah, you really have to be comfortable in your own skin. And, you know, the requirements, the realities that leaders have to deal with today is there's an unbelievable amount of transparency that they have to have in telling the organization what's really happening and where they've been right or wrong and making the call and authenticity. You know, if you are saying one thing and not walking your talk, you know, again, your actions, your words, those are the fingerprints that we're really talking about, right? We're talking about what is the impression that you're giving us and all of those role modeling like behaviors give us that impression. So authenticity and transparency, like we're going to call you on your real behavior. Mm -hmm. All right, Erica and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international bestselling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpeetler.com. All right, Todd Schnick, back with Erica Peetler. So, okay, so thinking more about my fingerprints and where I'm leaving them, I mean, how do I, how do I begin... We talked a bit about how to, when you identify where your fingerprints, where you don't want them to be, how do I put fingerprints where I want them and yet still be sure that I avoid what you call these blind spots? Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, first and foremost, I would say you can't solve a problem you can't see, right? So, you know, one of the things that's so critical, a reality in today's environment for leaders is you got to get feedback. You know, whether feedback comes to you in a cultural engagement survey or it comes to you from 360s or it comes to you from you just being really open with your team, you need to be informed on where your fingerprints are and how you are landing so that you can then diagnostically say, wow, if that's the impression that I'm leaving or if that's where my fingerprints are, that's not where I want to be. Now I have the opportunity to consciously and competently change that and start to create a new direction. So, you know, the feedback is really important because if you don't have it, it's the blind spots that are going to really get you. You think that things are one way, but your people are thinking about them another way. Just like we talked about motivation and inspiration, this communication and this conversation and connectivity is really key because you're flying blind if you don't know this. But I'm the leader, Erica. They should do what I say to do. That would be a real problem for most leaders. Right. <laughs> how common is that? Yeah, it's common because we don't always know the best thing to do or the right thing to do. And I think, you know, leadership today, again, is less about that one person or me. I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. What I want to do is I want to have the smartest people in the room helping to inform me about what do you need and how do I create those conditions for you? I think that the reality is leaders get off track 
when they start to, uh, you know, believe too much of their press or, you know, they just they think that they're doing the right things. And by the way, think they're doing the right things. This is an important comment. The reality is because I think something, I think it's actually happening. And this whole series of being on the ground is about crossing that knowing doing gap. So the fantasy of leadership of what I think is going on in my head and the reality of the experience that I'm creating on the ground for my people, in between those two spaces is a lot of misinterpretation that becomes the reality of leadership that we have to deal with. And feedback will be your best friend in helping you make that a really strong line that is reality-based as opposed to an illusion. Boy, but I have to imagine there are a lot of leaders who say, well, seeking feedback, is is, is that like a sign of weakness? Oh, yeah. Just like vulnerability, right? right. You know, these are... These are the old school thoughts that people are like, oh, if I ask you how I'm doing and you tell me I'm not doing a good job, how do I deal with that? And that's it's hard for leaders to get feedback. But as great leaders know, the feedback is that opportunity for me to say, "Okay, I am not giving you what you need. I need to understand that and be able to embrace that if I really want to be in service to you. And hey, look, leadership is emotional for me too. It's going to hurt. I may be disappointed, but the strong leader takes it, embraces it, reflects on it, and then comes back and says, hey, you know what? Thank you so much for giving me that feedback because the reality is I didn't have my finger on that pulse. And now I do. And now I'm at choice and I have an opportunity to make a change and, and a fix. And the reality of the situation is when you do that, you become stronger. You become, that strengthens you, yes? It strengthens you, but even more magical is it strengthens and fortifies the confidence of the people that you're working with because you now have been someone who took the feedback, who is open to them. They feel like they've helped to make you better. They're more committed to you and they now can be a more effective leader in the space. So your fingerprints start to now go on to other people's confidence, and you're building a group of people who feel like they can engage with you at a higher level. And getting that, and thus then the feedback becomes even easier. Easier, absolutely. Because they're not afraid to give it because they know it's going to make the the entire situation, the team stronger, the organization stronger. Win-win. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Erica, should anyone have any questions, how can they contact you, learn more, and get their hands on a copy of Leadership Rigor? Yes. Please reach out to me if you're on Twitter. I'm at Twitter uh, at Erica Peetler. Uh, my website, ericapetler.com. Or if you'd like to get your hands on a copy of Leadership Rigor, you can do so at Amazon.com. All right. Thank you for that. So join us next week. We're going to ask a very important question. Are you enlightened enough to lead today? So until then, and on behalf of myself and my co-host, Erica Peetler, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on Leadership on the Ground, Season 5.